0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Salisha Show.
1: During the pandemic, there was a lot of performance activism happening and a lot of people blacking out their profiles. And there was a lot of apologies from white creators who did not listen to the black artists who they were speaking for in their writing or their directing. And so during the pandemic, it was like this epiphany for white creators saying, oh, I get it now. Now we're in the era where Broadway is reopened, and a lot of those conversations and a lot of that activism that was happening is not happening.
0: A to the L to the Isha, some call me Sally, others call me Cisha. if you don't like it, I'm gonna have to beat ya, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding y'all, 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 Y-N-double-L, I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go, hey, it's time for the Salisha Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Salisha Show. My heart is so Twitter-painted today, my guest is somebody who I think is so funny, freaking cool. He made his Broadway debut way back when in Hairspray. He's done Motown, Dreamgirls, Tarzan. Shrek, we're talking lead roles in these, by the way, folks. Shrek, Crybaby, and Sister Act, just to name a few. He's got a hilarious Instagram and TikTok account that he has just such a great such a great, hilarious, and relatable presence on. He created his own one-man show, which he toured throughout the country to sold out audiences. He's also appeared on The Daily Show, The View, and I most recently spotted him opening up the Tony Awards, which is so special because we've been in this pandemic and we've not had a Tony Awards. We've not had live theater and he's one of the first faces that we saw as the industry has come back you guys please help me welcome my guest today Chester Gregory
1: hey 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 hey, hey what up arfali
0: chester come through chester thank you so much for joining me today how are you and where are you
1: i am thank you so much for having me i am in los angeles california
0: I figured. You said PST. I was like, is he on the West Coast? I'm over here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in New York right now.
1: Oh, okay. huh
0: Is that where yeah. you live full time?
1: This is where I live full time now. Yeah, yeah. I was in New York for 10 years and then I moved out here a few years ago.
0: Yeah. That's real. I'm from California, so I get it. I get it. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you, would you ever come back out here?
1: If work brings me out there, yeah, but who knows? We'll see. OK, 80 degrees yesterday. So I'm like, "Ooh, 80 degrees in October. Sounds good.
0: God Wait, so can we talk about you on the Tony Awards? That was awesome.
1: Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got the call like basically a week before the Tony Awards. Sorry. And I was like, what? OK, I get to. Yeah.
0: Wait, a week?
1: It was like a week. It was like that Thursday or Friday before.
0: See, uh, OK. I-
1: yeah. So what? 10 days, something like that, yeah.
0: I feel like Broadway's been playing some games. I'm like, why y'all not tell nobody nothing? How come we have to play all these guessing games? When is things happening? They told you 10 days before?
1: Yeah, it was all right. I said, okay, cool. I get to see my hairspray family and I get to go to New York. I know what my plans are for next weekend.
0: How was it to see your hairspray fam?
1: It was fantastic. Mark Shaman has just been one of my favorite people as hairspray was My Broadway debut, that show has always been special to me because even before it was my Broadway debut, it was like one of the first shows I'd ever seen on Broadway and I fell in love with the show. So then a year later to actually be in the show, it's just has all this sentimental value to me. So it was, I I, I just felt at home. It was good to see Marissa, Matt Morrison, Darlene Love was with us and and Carrie Butler.
0: That is so cool. And also you were wearing a jacket that said,
1: Black art matters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there a story behind it? I
1: just wanted, during the pandemic, there was a lot of performance activism happening and a lot of people blacking out their profiles and stuff like that. And there was a lot of apologies from white creators who did not listen to the black artists who they were speaking for in their writing or their directing and all of that. And so during the pandemic, it was like this epiphany for white creators saying, oh, I get it now. And then now we're in the era where Broadway is reopened and a lot of those conversations and a lot of that activism that was happening is not happening. And it right. just came, like, oh, okay, all right, we're back open. Okay, cool. And it's like, wait, let's not forget, you know, what we talked about. Let's not forget that there's still work to do. And yeah, right. I called up a friend of mine and he, his name is Tony Jones. He's a black designer and he does a lot of different designs. And we actually have been working together for years. He's been doing like jean jackets of mine. And I recently started having him do tuxedo jackets as well with words written out and things like that. And it was important for me to be my authentic self and also say something that is important to me. Black art matters. Every single show that I've done on Broadway, always spoken with the creative team about what I felt was proper representation and what I felt was not. And most of the time I was heard, especially in Hairspray, they heard me and they allowed me to interpret the way I felt was true to how I wanted to present him as an artist, as an actor, as artist, and something that's true to the, the era and the period and stuff like that. I was nervous. I was scared as hell. I didn't know how people would respond to it. And I a think lot of people memorable it to in a like, very that good that way. What happened at the Met Gala and stuff like that. But it actually didn't have anything to do with with the dress that said tax the rich or anything like that. Like I've been having stuff that, that was written on it. It was more so about really still saying something.
0: What would you say to? I'm going to speak like for me. Going back to the industry, it can be like, okay, well here we're we're back. Uh-oh, here's here's all the white people. Like, it it can be easy to, like you said, not say anything and forget our power. What would you say to encourage people? Who are going back into the industry to be able to advocate for ourselves like i don't
1: i would say your voice matters it always matters and stick by your convictions now everybody's convictions are different they're different but you have to stick with yours and even when it's not pop as we know this kind of thing was very popular last year and but this year is less popular to say hey My my Black life matters. My Black heart matters. And so I've never been, I'm not going to say I've never been afraid. I've been afraid a bunch of times, but I've never not spoken up. I always have from every single show. Hairspray, Tarzan, all of them, they all knew. And like I said, the majority of them hurt me. And it's because I also had a foundation in theater, in Black theater, before I had my Broadway debut. And so though Broadway was a dream of mine, It wasn't the end-all be-all because I also, I felt so supported by a community of Black actors that supported me. I started in the Chicagoland area with the Black Ensemble Theater and with the Chicago Theater Company and just a community of even actors and stuff that were in New York that always mentored me and, you know, supported me and stuff like that. And so by the time Broadway came around, I was like, okay, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to be on Broadway, but Hairspray is a comedy musical about the civil rights movement and okay, sure. Some fantasy, Tracy Turnblatt leads the civil rights movement. Okay. You know, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, All right. This is fun. You know what I mean? Again, I love the show. It's one of my favorite shows. I never thought Uh, about that, But okay. Mm -hmm. But like, let's keep in mind that we're talking about 1962 and, and segregation and, and fighting for equal rights and equality and all of that stuff. And I felt me having a jacket that made a steak. Hairspray was the perfect show because that's what Hairspray about. Hairspray is about yeah. people who stand up against injustice, who fight wow. racism all while on a TV show.
0: Hello. So
1: I was like, oh, it's perfect. And so- It uh-oh. is,
0: it's perfect and it's memorable. There was a few moments that night where people, like I think it was Kenny Leon, don't quote me on that. And and Britain, Britton Smith, and you, when you guys were up there, like those two were speaking and they brought me to tears uh, it because it was like, oh, yeah, they are reminding everybody that this is still relevant. You did the same way and it was more subtle, but not at the same time. That's mm-hmm. smart and it is inspiring. That's all I want to say is that it's inspiring and a good reminder so that, mm-hmm. OK, we can keep going forward.
1: What I want to say to the next generation of actors or even the present generation of actors and performing artists that your voice always matters and even if you're afraid to speak up do not let that prevent you from speaking out against your convictions or whatever I again I was terrified and but and I had a separate jacket just in case they didn't want me to perform in that jacket really I had one without any words on it or anything because I knew that the red carpet was going to be my statement but I didn't know how they would feel about the show, but nobody said anything, so I was like, "Great." So then, when the number ended, we all had our fists up, but I turned my back and had the black in,
0: <laughs> Oh, I
1: just did what I felt was right. And but when I turned back around, I could see, yeah, various black actors pointing at me like, "Yes, I see you. We're with you.
0: We see Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you." I'm like, and "That was it." Ha- that
0: was have it. you always been able? This is not what I was going to ask you next, but have <laughs> you always been able to advocate for? I mean. You just said that you have always advocated for yourself in shows. But what I mean is growing up, like what kind of household did you have did the, in terms of, did they encourage you to speak your mind? Did they encourage you to play it safe so that you, for you to be where you are now? I think
1: what I really think did it is I'm definitely grateful for my family who supported me in the arts. I have been a person who struggled with self-doubt the majority of my life. And being an introvert and being shy and all a little artist. No, totally, I am, I am. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. no you I don't believe you for a freaking second.
1: I I am, I am. So like here's a couple of things. So the like the videos or whatever or those are things when i that I get to share that I'm passionate about and I'm alone and hopeful. So. <laughs> and, the quarantine and all of that has been a way for introverts to really share while they are, where the extroverts are like, or even the ambiverts are like, I need to get out and see some people. The introverts are like, oh, I'm at home. All I got to do is play like I play or whatever in the front of this camera and share some ideas and pretend there's a- one of my close friends and then boom. And so a lot of people were like, what, where did all this stuff come from? But it's my so close friends, that. who I went silly with and talk about this stuff with or whatever, they they knew all along. <laughs> but for so long, I felt uh, that I was only adding values to the world while I was portraying somebody else. And so while I was portraying somebody else, so I always viewed performing artists like superheroes. And so when you are in your day-to-day life, you are Clark Kent. Right. And so you're just a person like everybody else. And then when you hit that stage or it's time for you to do your art, that is when you throw on your cape. That's when you become Superman and you you can't have any doubt or anything. This is what you are made to do. This is your specific thing. Go for it. You know what I mean? And when it came to things about my career or things I wanted to share, I spoke out. Because I felt that I was only here because of my ancestors and the people that paved the way for me to do what I'm doing now, and so they faced greater adversity than I have. So, yeah, I damn well better be able to, to speak up if something is a magical Negro role or you want me to coon. I'm not going to do that.
0: Come on. So
1: that, and I, I've said this to creatives. <laughs> It, it rude. I have. I have.
0: You're brave. I'm not there yet, honey. I'm trying. Okay, last week I went in for a fitting for the show that I'm doing next. And I put on, they gave me my undergarments and my tights were not my skin color. And I was...
1: Nude.
0: Yes, a little okay. side-eye, right? But I want to commend the wardrobe team because before I could even work up the courage to say something, they were like, I see that your tights don't match. I see that, so we're gonna fix that. If you already have a brand in mind that works for you, let us know, we will hunt it down. And if not, we'll make sure that we bring in options so that you are comfortable with the color of your tights. And in that moment, I felt very seen. Something small, but not small, because you know, mm-hmm. eight, eight times a week, right? So, so what is it for you if you're in a show, on set, wherever you are, what, and it can be something small, it can be something big, it could be something, whatever. What makes you feel seen?
1: What makes me feel safe is knowing that I have seen trust. trust. F- oh, seen?
0: Seen. But you can also answer the safe, too, because we love all of that.
1: What makes me feel seen?
0: Like when you're in a show.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so are you talking during the creative process or during the performances? During the creative process? Any
0: of it. Any of it, backstage.
1: I would say what makes me feel seen is when I am with the creative team and I can feel that they trust me mm-hmm. to then trust my instincts and then really explore the role, whatever it is, without with as little as, as doubt as possible, with, with the play and without judgment. And so those things make me uh, feel seen. Also, and then with the freedom to express my thoughts and feelings, so this is another thing that I would like to emphasize to performing artists: is that it is always a collaboration. It's it's not a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I love that. Those things make me feel safe. Yeah,
0: I love that. Okay, can I talk? Can we talk about your hair? Okay. Yeah. No, for real.
1: Yeah, I use this Black company, this Black-owned company called Miss Jessie's.
0: Oh, we love Miss Jessie's.
1: Miss Jessie's, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I hipped a lot in the Broadway community to Miss Jessie's. I've been using Miss Jessie since 2005. No. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, so I have some statements to make, and I've got a lot of questions. First, I want to say that you've got such a beautiful head of hair. It, thank you
1: thank you and thank you miss Jesse's miss jessie's curly buttercream and all of that stuff
0: always embraced your curls chester i grew up in the
1: 80s when like G- <laughs> jerry curls and all that kind of stuff was in and people thought i had a jerry curl but i didn't mind whatever because i just was doing you know a michael jackson <laughs> stuff and all of that and when i married it <laughs> to the front you couldn't tell me nothing but then there was a period of time i was like teased or like people were like, what are you? Are you black? I'm like, yeah, I'm black. Both my parents black, both my grandparents black. Like what you talking about? So there were some, there were times I felt wondering why I was being like teased sometimes for it, but I was like, whatever I can, I'm always going to embrace my hair. And I grew up with my mom telling me that my uncle who also had curly was teased for having curly hair and was needed to get an Afro. And so he like damaged his hair. So it would—he would have an afro regardless, but he damaged his hair, so it would look other than how it was naturally looking. Yeah.
0: Have you always worn your hair long? Like you've got hair chest.
1: No, I haven't. About I've gone through some periods when I was like, let me cut all this hair off, and almost had a buzz cut a couple of times.
0: Sure, you with a buzz cut. I've only seen videos of you and talking to you now with like long hair. Uh-huh. I can't even <laughs> picture it cut short. I can't. It's such like a staple, I feel like. You're allowed to change it and morph as much as you want, but it definitely suits you so awesomely. Like, it's awesome.
1: I started growing my hair back out in 2019 when I when I cut it all off. and had like a bus cut. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let my hair grow. And so I just let it grow. And I, I do trim it, but I have not combed it. I don't comb it. Okay. I had them cut the sides, but as you can see, this is this is lopped here, curly locks oh, or whatever. You but. never
0: do like you never go through a detangling thing. You just Mm-mm. you. So what's your process?
1: Uh, I wash my hair. Ms. So I, I I wash my hair with the Miss Jessie's shampoo, and then I use the Miss Jessie's conditioner, and then um, and then I use the Miss Jessie's curly butter cream or the 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 gel or whatever. and I take care of it and. <laughs> Oh, I actually have this next <laughs> to me. The king's crown is like a thing that you sleep in for men. You know what I'm saying? I've recently learned to keep my hair covered at night to keep it moisturizing to have it so it doesn't break off and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, okay. it's been, uh, mm-hmm.
0: So you said the back is like locked and you don't do too much to it, but your front curls look very defined when you feel like doing them. So what, do you not do anything to the front either? How is it just like bomb in the front?
1: I I literally take the just Jessies like this, you know, wet my hair a little bit and then I'll be like, and now i sometimes put something on my hair too, like a headband to push it back. Cause I don't want, I, I, don't, I, don't, I we don't, we don't, we're not doing baby. <laughs> I <mean>, we <we're> like, <laughs> I'll push it back a little bit so it'll be when we be doing that. And that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Okay. How about this? When you're in a show, do you, are you ever, have you ever been wigged? Are you ever wigged? Do you prefer to have your own hair? Do you prefer a wig?
1: For shows, wig. I prefer a wig all day. Because then you can just you wear your hair in its natural state, however you want to. I definitely cut my hair for rolls and even had it um, pressed for roles and stuff like that, playing characters in the 60s and all that, where I'll have a hot comb on my hair and all that. No, not no more. A whole union where people do that, professionals that do that, let them do it. And that's what it's there for, yeah.
0: Okay, so if you had to get into a wig today with as much hair as you have, what would, what's your wig prep? What would your wig prep be?
1: I've always been terrible at wig preps, so (laughs) I would just slap it all under a wig cap and... Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not going to go through like making the the, the things that I see people do. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to throw another wig cap and I've worn a wig for some of my videos and I threw it under wig cap and it worked. So shrinkage is real. So wet it a little bit, throw that wig cap on there. I'm sure people are cringing when they hear this. (laughs) This is like,
0: here's the thing, though. You've done so many Broadway shows, so even if what you do, even if you don't think, "Oh, this," "Oh, I just do this," it's still a thing. You still have gotten not. hired. You've still kept getting work. All of the things. So it is one way to approach it. How do you feel about facial hair in a show? Are you okay with having to shave every day? Are you like, "I ain't shaving for nothing and nobody"? Like, would <laughs>
1: About. No, it's whatever the role calls for. So if the role has facial hair, I prefer to keep my facial hair. But if I have to shave for a role, it's it's what I have to do.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, I have so many hair questions that I just am so I have a hair podcast. But I I saw somewhere that you also toured. You toured with was it
1: Motown Sister Act Dream Girls?
0: Okay, so if you are on tour with a show as a man, not even just a man, a black man, you have to get. Were you, first of all, were you wigged for any of those shows? I should. Did you have to wear your own hair out in any of those shows? Is what I should ask.
1: No, Sister Act is the only show I wore my own hair.
0: And you toured with it.
1: And I toured with it as well. Yeah, um, originated the role on Broadway, and then a year later, I joined the tour for about seven months or so, something like that.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Those who can't even see my face right now, I just geeked out, just like a little Peter nerd. I am. I'm like, oh my God. It's so cool. You're probably in my playbill from when I would like come out to New York. I guess what I want to know is if somebody is on tour and, okay, so not everybody knows what to do with black hair and mm-hmm. I think it's becoming a part of the conversation now. But how do I say this? Were you able to, did you trust the people backstage to cut your hair? Did you have to find random barbers in the cities that you were in? Did you cut it yourself? How did you navigate when you had to wear your hair out on tour or however you wore it?
1: For tour, I know for the, what I can't speak for is for hairspray. They, I didn't tour with hairspray, but we, they allowed the men in the cast to pretty much the black men in the cast to all go see a barber and like the same barber. And then that barber would be paid by the show. Oh yeah. So way back in 2003, they, the Hairspray team was forward with that conversation and they allowed us to go. So we all went to the same barber and to it, take care of us. And a lot of us still see him today. His name is Steve. What up Steve?
0: <laughs> Come on, Steve. That Yeah. I feel like that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tour would be tricky. I'm not sure how it, I can't remember how it worked on tour. I don't, did they ever? Exactly. I don't think I was ever reimbursed for a haircut on that. See, this is exactly
0: what I'm getting at. I feel like it is tricky unless if you have somebody who knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to black hair backstage, especially like when it comes, like like, we need like barbers and stuff, like, You can do a good fade sometimes, well, depending on the style of the show. And so I, I do wonder like what the answer is now for people going out on tour. Have, is there somebody backstage with them? Are they having to find random barbers in random cities? And so I'm always just looking for a solution for that. And yeah, on
1: tour, we definitely went to random barbers in random cities and it's oh, good luck. There. Um,
0: okay. And so I'm like, I'm so thankful for you joining me today. And before we go, I just want to touch on your TikTok videos. It really is. They really are so funny. Conversations with a Libra, with a Taurus. Like, it, uh, 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 how did you even think? Like, where did you even get this idea? It's just, it's really fun.
1: It's- Thank you. So it really stemmed from me gradually conquering self-doubt that I've dealt with, again, the majority of my life. So I would say very easily the last 20 years of my life, I have been submerged in self-doubt. So people wouldn't even know because I would portray charismatic characters. But at home or just in my own personal thoughts and feelings, I would feel like I was only adding value to the world if I was portraying somebody else. And so the last like two years have been transformational with me shaking off all of that unnecessary stuff. And, and from that, I like I like in March, I started doing a wellness check just because everybody's just been going through so many, um <laughs> you know, what, what's been happening the last two years with uh, the pandemic and stuff like that. When we started to do a wellness check with people on online, it started to, I challenged myself to just create and share every day. And then as I started to do that, it encouraged me to continue. And then I saw it resonate with people. And then I started to continue more. And then, so one day I was just like, okay, I have an idea for this. I've always been doing Zodiac things, but so I, I, like I found videos of myself in 2014, 2015, you know, like like I would just pop in with them. And so a lot of my friends already knew that I would always have Zodiac conversations with them and stuff like that. And it would tease me for it. So I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to, play around <laughs> with it. So around March, I, I, I was, I started doing more skits around March and then, and then just started to continue. And then some of the feedback and the comments were like, oh, you should just do each sign individually and interview those signs. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I can't okay. comment and then, then I kept going and been just having a lot of fun with it. And a lot of people kept telling me that it helped brighten their day. And then this led to yes. me doing some television film stuff. And, and I also like that I get a chance to create and express my own ideas and see them resonate with the world, even if it's just to make somebody smile. And the more I started to do that, the more it encouraged me to do that. And the space that I'm in now is better than the space that I've been in for a long time. And I'm not going to compromise this space. And so I feel great about my contribution to the world. I feel great about my journey and becoming better every single day. I've been working with a mental health professional. I work with a therapist. Who gets me together and helps me, yeah. you know, stay on my journey, on my path with, with all of that. And it's been, and people, and what's been, what I've really enjoyed is not only does it have people found it a, a way that they feel spoken for, seen, and attacked all at once. And with a little bit of laughter, they also, yeah, it's just... <laughs> Seeing how much they connect to it and, and seeing it resonate has just been...
0: I'm a Pisces, you know, every time you do something about Pisces, I'm like, yeah, that's me, that's me. <laughs> 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 and my boyfriend, he's a Taurus, and I'm always like, that's him, that's him. They <laughs> showed him last night, I'm like, know, go take your nap now, and he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, that's the other thing I was going to say is that People understand the intention behind what you're doing, like the vast majority. Yeah. And that, that's been my experience, at least. And so I was nervous. I didn't know what people were going to think. They think I'm nuts or whatever or not. You get
0: are, it. but <laughs> it's the best way.
1: But they, they got it. I was like, okay. So oddly enough is they will let me know that they feel seen by me. Yeah. I was off the...
0: Yeah, it's such a dream to talk to you because watching your videos, I'm like, He's my friend. He's my. No, he's not. And so you just really are relatable. I'm going to let you go. But before I do, is there anything that you are grateful for today or excited about?
1: I am grateful for the journey that I'm on. I'm grateful for the discoveries that I've made this year with overcoming crippling self-doubt. I am grateful for the best possible outcome working out in my favor every single day. That's my affirmation that I say as often as I can. I am expecting the best possible outcome. And I think that ties into what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the best possible outcome. Not only for me, but a chance for me to create something that resonates with people and stays around long after I'm gone.
0: Mm, Mm. Chester... Thank you. Where can people find you?
1: Handle is at Chester Gregory and uh, my website, ChesterGregory.com, where I'll be doing bookings for coachings, engagements, and also have my performance dates on the calendar as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Chester Gregory, everybody.
1: Oh, please. Thank you, Lisa.
0: Thank you. That wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salisha Show. See you next week and don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further, tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was a bomb. Pay a visit to salishathomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks (laughs) PodMax. I'm out. I'm out.